welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. So good to be in church. Welcome, welcome. My beloved husband is currently riding a motorbike. We've sort of been having separate holidays lately. It's this little thing we've got going. I go away for one week and then he goes away. So for various reasons. But uh, it's great to be in church. You made a good decision coming to church today. You really did. Come to the house of God. Come and hear from the word of God. It's exciting. It's fun. It's always good to be at church every Sunday. Look, I can see Bryony up the back there beaming away at me. Beautiful woman of God. Love it. Have you all met Bryony? Stand up, Bryony. Everyone say hello to Bryony. Come on. Come on. Don't be shy. Yay. She's a good woman, this woman. I like her. We went to the same school. <laughs> so, yes, the last week I went away and I just spent the weekend in Canberra doing a little bit of um, holidaying and visiting churches and things, or way a church. And... Um, You'll be happy to know that I did some bird watching, yes. In fact, I think I might have a convert because the friend that I stayed with who was my bridesmaid, uh, she's really into ducks and she was telling me all about ducks, this and ducks, that. And I said, you're like a bird watcher. You need to sort of expand your repertoire. And so I took her out with the binoculars and we had a really great time and I think she's going to move on from the ducks and, and it was just fantastic. So you've really got to get into bird watching. Actually, I just, this is completely irrelevant, but we went to a bird, a, a bird hide and we looked through and it was just like a gift from God. Right in front of us was a swan, and I've never seen this, on, with a nest. that they, it, it, This swan, it was a big nest, this big, made of reeds, and in the nest was five cygnets, these little baby swans. And I was just like, because oh, normally they hide, but because we had a bird hide, they didn't know we were there, so... So beautiful, such a blessing. God gives us these things to bless us. Enjoy creation, saints. Come on, get out there. He's made it all to, for us to enjoy. We, you know, be too busy at air and affair, but seriously, it's it's much better out there with the birds and the and the beasts. Hey, Erin Harrison and the cows. Yeah, see, Erin's a country girl. She's into it. She does cow watching. She did. She does. She told me she likes paddocks. She looks to paddocks. <laughs> So we're talking about the Holy Spirit and pray, what do you know? I get to talk about the Holy Spirit being like a dove. <laughs> How perfect for me. So in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16, we look at when Jesus came to earth. Now, just remember we're talking about the Holy Spirit, but God is one. And we look at sometimes God the Father and then here is Jesus, God the Son, And God the Holy Spirit is that third part of God, the third part of the Trinity, and rather mysterious. He's always been a little bit more mysterious than, you know, I get, I get, okay, God the Father, I get that. Yeah, get Jesus. He came to earth for, you know, 30, what, 30 odd years. But the Holy Spirit's kind of like, whoa. He's a little bit more mysterious, but he's very wonderful. And when Jesus was baptized, it says here in Matthew 3, he came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending 
like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So there we have all three. There we have the father loving the son, saying, I'm so pleased with the son. And the Holy Spirit coming from heaven like a dove and resting on Jesus, which shows that the Holy Spirit can live with us in a number of ways. We don't want to be too defined about how he's in us, how he's with us, because Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So genetically, Jesus is sort of like half Mary and half the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so he had the Holy Spirit in him from, from the start. And yet, in another way, the Holy Spirit came down and rested on him. So we can see as we look through that there's different ways, and we'll talk more about this later, about how the Holy Spirit can be in us and on us and with us. And doves are a beautiful symbol, and they represent gentleness, tenderness, loveliness, innocence, mildness, purity, and of course, peace. Of course, peace. So this, this, this part, this time today, I'm going to be looking at those parts of the Holy Spirit, just that side to him of peace, of purity, of gentleness, of loveliness, because he, he, he is like a dove and there's something very lovely about him. But let me assure you that he's no small dove. Doves are generally about this big. Doves and pigeons, they're in the same family, the Columbidae family, so they're kind of the same in some ways, a little bit different, but doves are usually a bit smaller. And um, the, the Holy Spirit came like a dove. There's no small dove. <laughs> He's, he just has wings. He just flies. It's even hard to know exactly are they wings, but there's a, there's a, a whoosh, there's a gentleness and, and a bigness as he came down and a landing like a dove. So there's a and the landing. I love the imagery. I kind of saw it. I really encourage you. I, I know you don't all preach, but when I preach, you know, I spend a whole week looking up every scripture, Googling everything, reading everything about one subject. And so you just really get excited about that subject. And so I've been so excited about the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and when I saw that about him coming like a dove, and I'm thinking, you weren't small, were you? And I shut my eyes and I saw what he was like. It was like a huge, like, like he's like a, a man, you know, he's, he's big and in these big wings and he came down on Jesus and I just was like, whoa. And it's given me a whole new vision of how the Holy Spirit is and how he comes to us and is on us. And I encourage you to, you know, when you press in and, and study about God or any part of God, you get revelation about it. And it's very exciting, very exciting. So... I want to look at some of those things. Jesus said, Jesus was on earth, but then he left. And he said this when he left, I'm telling you the truth. It's better for you that I go away. Because if I don't go, the helper won't come. If I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world in regard to sin, righteousness and judgment. So, of course, Jesus here is talking about the Holy Spirit. When he left, then the Holy Spirit came. So we see that, that there is a season for God on earth. And actually in the Old Testament, God the Father was dealing with the earth himself. He was dealing through his 
the, the patriarchs. And then Jesus came. And Jesus was on earth. And we can see this lovely pattern, actually, the way Noah. See, there's also another dove, the famous dove, the first dove, in a way, that we know of, was when Noah sent out the, the dove from the ark to see if the land was ready. And when, the, when he sent out the dove the first time, the dove had nowhere to rest. Doves don't rest on dead things. They only rest on life. Ravens will rest on dead things, but not doves. So the dove couldn't rest, so he came back. And so this is how the Holy Spirit came out in the, New, in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit was there, but only a little bit. And then the second time he sent out the dove, the dove came back with an olive leaf to show that the land was coming back. And this shows us when Jesus came to earth. Jesus was there with the, and he brought peace because that represents peace and that represents the anointing. So the second time we see the Holy Spirit on earth was with Jesus that brought peace to us all. But the third time Noah sent out the Holy Spirit, he didn't return. And that represents the era that we're in now. The Holy Spirit has been sent to earth now, initially on Jesus and now on all of us, and he's not going back. So this is the season of the Holy Spirit on earth. This is God on earth now as the Holy Spirit. Jesus was on earth for a little while, physically in Israel, but now God on earth is the Holy Spirit. So we need to know about the Holy Spirit because he is the current one that is working on the earth. Jesus is sort of technically in heaven with God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit is right here on earth with us, on us, in us. It's very exciting. So he's here to stay. And the word that they use there, paraclete, the parakletos, it's, it, it literally means para means near and klet is called. So it's one called near to help, someone who's near to help. So he can be called the helper, the comforter, the encourager, the advocate. And he, he is everywhere. Doves are probably, doves and pigeons are probably the most common bird in the world. No one, of course, knows that for a fact, but they're in every environment, pretty, pretty much every environment. And they'll live pretty much anywhere. And that's like the Holy Spirit. He's everywhere. He wants to be every. He wants to be in every heart, all every country, all around the world. He wants to live with us and be close to us. And he's called here to help us and to be near to us. So it's so important that we learn to, to be familiar with him and close to him. He's not a rare bird. <laughs> you know, from a bird watcher's point of view, doves kind of like, okay, you know, you see them. They're, they're around, especially pigeons, but even doves, they're, they're not rare. And the Holy Spirit, he, he shouldn't be rare. He's rare in some places. That's no good. He, wants to, he just loves hanging out with us all. He's very, he wants to fellowship with us and be here. He wants to be a part of your world. We need to develop an awareness of the Holy Spirit because he is here. He, he should be part of our world. You know, we need to all be bird watchers, if you like. You know, a lot of people just walk through life. They don't even look at birds. They just have no concept. It's, it's very sad, but, you know. You'll get the revelation one day. <laughs> there's, you know, there's peacocks, that, wild peacocks that live in Arimba. Who's seen the wild peacocks in Arimba? How cool is that? Don't you love that? We have wild peacocks in Arimba. It's the funniest thing. They just kind of cruise around. You have to be careful when you drive past the road because, you know, you never know. But so birds are everywhere, but the Holy Spirit is everywhere. We need to, we need to create an awareness. We need to cultivate an awareness of Him. He loves us. He wants to be our friend, our helper. How do we go through life without the helper that God has arranged for us? I, I need help. Do you need help? 
Come on. Everyone's like, I don't know. Who's going to help me? What about me? It's like, you've got the Holy Spirit. And he's like, hey, I'll help. And you're like, no, no, I need a person. It's like, I mean, people are good. But you know what the Bible says about, the, you know, <laughs> the Bible says don't go to man. The help of man is useless. The Bible actually says that. Not, you know, you've know, you got to understand it in context. Sometimes they help you if they minister the Holy Spirit. But we've got the Holy Spirit with us all the time and he wants to guide us and speak to us. And it's a really amazing existence to live with God right near us. I mean, it's kind of like, wow, is this for real? And it's, it really is. It really is so exciting. We need to have a heightened awareness of his presence, his voice, his comfort. He comforts us so quickly. He's so with us. I've got to, I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, because doves, it's very interesting how God, you know, and Eleanor touched on this with the wind, how God designed doves to be like the Holy Spirit in some ways. But they have a beautiful call. They have such a beautiful call. It's soft. It's not like a, you know, a galah or a cockatoo. It's a, it's, it's a cuckoo. So I'm going to play you one. This is a peaceful dove. Can't resist. <laughs> I love that sound. All doves have got a lovely sound. They've got this... Da -da -da. And then you're walking through the bush and you go, oh. And it really is, there's a loveliness about it. And that's because the Holy Spirit, he's near and his voice has a loveliness. It's lovely. When you hear his voice, you go, when, you've, when you're a young Christian or you're, you don't know about this, it's kind of like you get this thing, you think, why did I get that thought in my head all of a sudden? That's random. Is that, is that, what is that? And you don't know. It's like, what is that? Is that the voice of God? inside of me it's like yeah it is you can learn this voice and once you can learn to hear that beautiful sound because a lot of you probably have heard that but you don't know that you've heard that it's like oh yeah i think i've heard that bird but have i you, you so it's just like you know birds birds blah, 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 there's just noise but if you actually distinctly listen you go that there's a voice what's that one that's what bird watchers do they go hang on what's that sound that's unusual that's what we have to do with the holy spirit there's a lot of voices it's like ah. But there's a, there's a distinct sound. And once you learn to identify and distinguish his voice, you'll love his voice. You won't, you won't, you, that's your favourite voice. That's the voice you just want to hear every day. It's like, I just want to be closer to you and hear your voice. So Jesus said that when he comes, he will convict the world of sin. Now, like I said, doves are very clean. They do not eat dead meat. They're pure vegetarians. They actually have no gallbladder. And they're, they're, you can actually eat them. They're so clean you can eat doves. They're called squab. But we don't tend to in Australia. But because they are so pure and beautiful, he and well, they, but he, the Holy Spirit, convicts us of sin. When you're with someone who's, who's totally pure and totally lovely, you become aware that you're not. <laughs> and when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, he convicts us. He brings home truth to our hearts. Like that... I'm not, doing, I'm not doing life right or I'm not doing my job right. Or I, that he doesn't, you can sense that he's not happy and, and that sin grieves him. And we grieve God when we don't believe in him, we don't follow him. He's sad. It's a, it's a terrible thing to ignore God. It's a terrible thing to do. God made us. 
We can't even breathe without him, and yet we think we can just go through life and ignore him. That's, that's awful. Imagine a child doing that. Imagine, imagine one of the Harrison's kids saying, yeah, I'm not going to talk to you. It's like, what? I'm your father. You don't just ignore me. <laughs> All right, Simon, just settle. <laughs> Simon's showing them what he would do. And yeah, yeah, you know what? Funnily enough, a father would get angry if a son completely or a child ignored him for, what, 80 years? Don't ignore God. It's rude and stupid and crazy because you get a better life with him and it's like you don't actually get to ignore God. Like you might think you do, but in the end you don't because he's God. He made you and you don't just get through, go through life and go, I'm just going to ignore you. He's like, you, you, you'll, you'll notice me. <laughs> you'll be aware. So don't ignore God. That's a sin. And we need to be aware that the Holy Spirit wants to convict us of sin and, and deal with these issues in our world, which so often are sin. Listen, you know, a lot of issues in people's lives, you can't solve with therapy. You can't solve with drugs. You can't solve with pills and the doctor can't solve them because a lot of issues that we have are actually called sin. And they're a result of sin and they're because of sin and we need to repent of sin and then we get healed. People all talk about how to get over guilt. I don't know a really easy way to get over guilt. Ask God to forgive you and then he washes away the guilt. People are like, I feel guilty. I've got to get rid of the guilt. It's like, well, A, stop sinning and B, get forgiven. Simple. No guilt. <laughs> there are so many, all the mothers, like, mother guilt. Like, I'm so guilty and I don't spend time with my kids. I'm like, A, spend time with your kids and B, ask God how to be a mum and you won't feel guilty all the time. It's not that complicated, actually. We're not meant to be that complicated. Conviction is beautiful. Now, I don't want to go on about sin because this is my nice message. <laughs> but um, but the, b- conviction is not the end game. The end game of conviction is freedom and life and forgiveness and healing. We don't get convicted so we walk around feeling like, oh, I'm not a good person. I know I'm convicted. It's, it's so we get set free. It's so we get have a beautiful life. Uh, in Canberra, a fabulous story from a friend of mine. Her daughter goes to university there. And uh, there was a guy called George at the university who was rather keen on her. But she said, look, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. Um, you know, we were on a different track here. But he persisted. And he said, he said, I don't even know why you believe in God. He said, there's no evidence. I need evidence. So, you know, she was praying for him and talking to him, whatever. Later on, he was going to breakfast. So this is exactly true, this story. He was going to breakfast and he tripped over a homeless guy. The homeless guy was on the ground and he tripped over him accidentally. And he felt bad about tripping over the guy, so he took him to breakfast. While they were eating breakfast, the guy said, you need to listen to Nadia. That was the girl's name. Her name was Nadia. And George is like, wait, what? He said, what do you mean? He goes, you need to listen to to Nadia, and he's just thinking, what is this? So anyway, they finished their breakfast, and then he immediately went to Nadia, what was that? Why did you set me up like that? And she's like, what? And he says, what was it? What what did you do? Why did you set me up? And she goes, I didn't do, what? You fell over a homeless man? Of course I didn't do that. How would I set that up? Like, and she denied it. And then he's like, she didn't have a clue what he was talking about. And he's just thinking, what was that? And, and at that exact moment, they had Spotify on and this song came up, I Believe in Miracles. And, she just, and they both sort of stopped because it was random and then looked at the music and then she said, well, you said you needed evidence, so God gave you evidence. Some random guy, like, who is he? Was he an angel? Was he, did God speak to him? I don't know. Just, 
He just said, you need to listen to Nadia. So she said, well, you do. So then he started coming to church and he was convicted. He realised, I need to get right with God because God gave him this cute little miracle, really, like it's just a very strange thing. So the Holy Spirit sets things up like this and he may not, you know, you might not trip over a homeless guy. <laughs> we all have different ways of, of coming to Jesus, but in any case, it's there for us to, to get peace with God and to, to follow him and be with him. And it's, so it's beautiful that we get that conviction. All right, the Holy Spirit, he said he also comes to teach us. Let's look at John 14, 26. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So he teaches us how to be good. This is good. The Holy Spirit is teaching us. So he's not just convicting us. He just teaches us how to do life. He teaches us what to say, what not to say. He'll whisper into your heart, don't say that. Do say that. Ring this person. Don't. He just, it's so exciting when you have a sense that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and teaching you how to live. He, he, he works by degrees in your life. Listen to this. It's written well. He works from the heart to the surface, little by little, at first allowing many things that are incompatible with his holy nature. And then, little by little, attacking them one after another, year by year, going into all the entails so that nothing escapes his influence. One day, the entire man, glorified by the Spirit, will be resplendent with the life of God. Resplendent with the life of God. So the Holy Spirit comes to help us. He doesn't just come and say, right, you've got to be a perfect Christian right now. Get going. He comes in and little by little, he changes us. He makes us holy. He teaches us all manner of things that we, we didn't know how to do. This is my friend in Canberra. She didn't know how to be a good wife. She was quite a bad wife, actually. And uh, she's, she, she shares the story. It's not, <clears throat> but she, she, she ended up having to, you know, she left her husband. She's like, well, he, she thought it was him. You know, he's a terrible husband. But then the Holy Spirit showed her how she wasn't being a good wife and she had to repent and, and come back to him and he, he spoke to her about how to be a good wife and just staying with her, she was, she was very kind and beautiful and loving and encouraging and she didn't know because in our society today, no one knows how to be a good wife because every single television show and every single article you read and every single thing you hear about women is designed to make you a bad wife, believe me. The way that I act with my husband is be the exact opposite and all the wise women agree with me, almost the exact opposite of what they tell you to do. Because what they tell you to do, it might be great for female empowerment, but it doesn't make a good wife. <laughs> you'll be miserable. Whereas if you learn to be a good wife God's way, you'll be empowered as well. And you'll have a happy husband and happy children. So God's ways are always the best, trust me. So she had to learn again how to, what, what, what does that look like? What does love look like? Love doesn't demand its own rights. It actually says, what do you want to do? That's love. That's the exact opposite of what we learn from in the media. Like, I, what about me? I, I need to do what I want to do. It needs to be my way. What about my career, my this and my that? And God wants to develop you and give you freedom and give you jobs and do all sorts of things. But not like that. There's a beautiful sweetness and loveliness about the way the Holy Spirit teaches us to move. Doves are very fruitful. They are prolific breeders. They can breed up to nine times a year. 
So the Holy Spirit wants to teach you not necessarily to have all those children, but maybe, maybe we're certainly working on it in this church, all the kids, but to be fruitful. And so listen here, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and inner power. Against such there is no law. I say inner power because they usually translate that word self-control and it really bugs me because the word there is in and power. There's no word self-control in the Bible because there is no self-control, is there? <laughs> Who knows that? It's, um, you know, we don't, that's the whole point. I, I remember looking this up once and going, okay, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me with all of those things, but self-control, well, I guess I have to do that myself. It's called self-control. And when I looked up the word, and you should do it, in the Greek, it doesn't mean, it's not self-control. There's the word self, which is auto in Greek, is simply not there. It's, a, it's just not a great translation. So the word, it's in and power. So the Holy Spirit gives us power within us to say no to those things which we need to say no to. He gives it to us, just as he gives us all of this fruit. And that's the lovely thing about being, walking with the Holy Spirit. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, there's a gentleness of growth. There's a gentleness. You, you're going to grow into this beautiful person just by following him. Because think about fruit. How does fruit come? If any of you are growing things, Keelan's making a veggie garden and it's the best veggie garden we've ever had in our house. I think he's got the, he's got the touch. And so we're just eating his, his leaves at the moment, his salad leaves and everything. It's fantastic. Just go out and pick the lettuce. I've tried lettuce in the past and it just all get eaten by the, car- the, the, you know, the snails. But not Keelan's lettuce. Keelan's lettuce is great. But it just grows. I mean, you plant it, you get some good soil and then it grows. You really don't have to do that much, do you, if you're growing something well? And it's the same with fruit. If you'll just be in church and be with the Holy Spirit and worship, you'll start to grow love. You'll start to know what love looks like. Love is beautiful. I love to be loved. Don't you love to be loved? You'll start to be patient. You'll notice. It's, so, it's very lovely when you actually notice your own self-changing. When you, you, you think, wow, I used to be so impatient and grumpy or complain all the time. I used to complain all the time about everything. I don't really complain so much these days. I mean, I'm not, you know, we've still got a way to go. There's always a way to go. But I, I don't, I just, it just excites me. And I can't take any credit because I, when I try to be a nice person, it comes across like that because it's like, it's like a Christmas tree, you know, when you go, right, we're going to be nice, and you put all these glistening things on and say, there, be loving, and people are really loving. It's like, oh, the love, you know, it's not right. It doesn't taste right. It's, it's kind of like fake love, you know, and fake joy, and it's like, oh. But when you get the real joy and the real, just the natural fruit, it tastes beautiful. That's what the Holy Spirit brings to us and, and comes in with us. And so this is all how he, he teaches us to be fruitful. He teaches us to be faithful. He's near us. He's near us. Are, are you aware of him? What is he saying to you right now? What is he teaching you right now? Has he spoken to you this morning? Is he telling you how to live? Doves are very faithful. They have one mate for life. They have fabulous homing instincts, as we know. So a dove can, actually the longest a dove has ever, you know, because in, in days gone by, they used, before you had phones, they used them as messengers. They'd 
take them somewhere, tie something to their legs, and then they'd fly home. They knew where their home was and they had this homing instinct, this is where I belong, which is lovely again, lovely for us, isn't it? They know their home, they know their people, they're group birds, they like to be in a group. Most breeds of doves live with their mate and others and they, they stay and they know their home and they'll go a long way to be home. This is home. You need to know who your people are. And these are, this is my people, you know, and I like to be here and I'll come a long way. I've got people who drive every day up from Sydney to come here, but it's worth it. The longest a dove has gone that they've, that they've tracked was 11,000 kilometres. Can you imagine that? They did such a cool concept. They just take this dove, it took it to Africa, and it just found its way back. It's fabulous the way birds do these things. So it found its way back. So God wants us to, to live together, faithfully, fruitfully, growing. Jesus said, Matthew 10, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. Doves are not aggressive birds. They don't fight each other. They don't fight us. That's why we can live amongst them. And that's, he says, I want you to be harmless, gentle, loving with one another, but not, not stupid because there's wolves out there, so we don't just go out and get eaten. We need to be cunning. We need to be aware of what's going on out in the world, and yet we, we maintain a sweetness and a beauty and an awareness. So that's the Holy Spirit. He is comforting us. He is loving us. He is with us. He is near us. And I really encourage you to be comforted today, to allow him to be your helper. Don't be alone. Don't, don't miss out on knowing him more and of hearing his voice because I know, I know he wants to speak to every one of you here. And I know that he wants to say things to you that are just for you because he, has a, he wants a relationship just with you, right here next to you, right next to you and in you, the power in you and on you to do amazing things for him. We'll talk about that later, the power of the Holy Spirit. So be aware of him. Talk to him. You know, I was, Aaron, I was just talking to Aaron the other day. So it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> she was saying how the Holy Spirit speaks to her each day about who to, who to speak to. He's just saying, who to love today? She's like, who do I love today? And he, she, he just tells her, this, reach out to this one, love this one every day. It's beautiful, just this everyday guidance that he, he gives us right near. And one last thing, you know, when I am aware of the Holy Spirit, I, I may have shared this before, but I, you know, you, you'll, you have your own relationship with him and he'll show you beautiful things. But I've always felt him on my left. And I asked him about it once because I'm like, that's weird because, you know, in the Bible, the right hand represents the side of strength. The right hand, Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. And so I kind of thought, that's odd that he, I always have a sense of him on my left. <laughs> and do you know what he said to me? He's <laughs> so cute. He said, Ruth, you're on my right. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like that's a very me-centered kind of approach. Like here am I, he's on my left. He says, no, 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 no. I'm in the center and you're on my right. You're in the place of honor. You're seated with Christ on the right hand of the Father. I'm like, of course. <laughs> so while he is our comforter and he helps us, he is also our Lord. So I'm offering today for you to be comforted and loved by the Holy Spirit. But I remind you that we, 
he is the Lord, actually. He is God on earth. It's not so much an offer as a command. We ought to obey our Lord while he loves us and he's kind to us. He's also the boss. He's also in charge. So we need to maintain that sweet attitude towards him while he's comforting us and loving us. We obey him. And Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we obey him by his power, we are full of hope and full of joy. Life on earth is exciting with him and then life in heaven will be even better. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.